This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we start a new week with a podcast. They call it the Post Game Podcast with me and this guy, Al Dukes. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. You're actually doing, though, uh, Gio pointed out you're doing five hours a day. You're also do, you're actually doing more than five hours a day because you're doing the warm-up, the actual show, and the Post Game Podcast. And the podcast. That's right. My goodness, you're going to be exhausted by the time you get done I'm exhausted this. right now because oh, right I only second. slept two hours last night. Oh, right. That whole took a Ugh. couple down. What did you do with your day off? I never uh, got nothing. to that on the warm-up show. Just relaxed a little bit. On Thursday and Friday? Um, yeah, nothing. I, sl- I actually slept. You know, usually on the weekends, I try to get up by 6.37 or so. I got up at 8.30 both mornings, which was quite lovely. Uh, did some maintenance on the fields, which was nice. Did some stuff around the house. But, you know, we didn't go anywhere or do anything. Right. It was just... Uh, just days in the pool and pretty much what every day has been like this summer. Weird. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, like Gina will say to me over the weekend, like she did it both Saturday and Sunday. She'll call me and show her in the morning. She'll go, well, what are we going to do today? And I'm like, uh. What did we do yesterday? Right. I'll be like, uh, I always give the same answer. I always go, oh, you know, we'll hang out. We'll get some food. Right. I always just say get some food is like as if that's a big thing. Like, it takes oh, an we'll hour. Get some food. Then and then what? we'll plan for whatever the next meal. We'll get some food. Yeah. We'll go for a walk. We'll get some food. You know, it's kind of like when you, and I'm sure this has happened to you, when you go on vacation and it rains. Yes. What are we going to do? And basically, you're now wrapping your day around three meals, breakfast, right. lunch, and dinner <laughs> to go out and spend money and eat because there's <laughs> nothing else to do. That's every weekend for me. That's all I do. I was like, mm. and, and But it sucks. It's like, well, now we could go. There are a couple of places that have good outdoor dining. Right. But but be, prior to that, it was just like, oh, we'll order some takeout. I know. And it's like, so we'll still be in this house, right? Yeah, we're still staring yes. at one another. Yes, we'll still be staring at But don't at you guys, other. don't you get on bikes or like do stuff like that still or not yeah, really? Yeah, well, we haven't been on bikes, but we'll go for walks and things. Yeah, I suppose. But even that gets, you know, boring. gets old. Gets boring after a while. Yeah, it does. I, the other day, I want to say it was Saturday or Friday. I'm not sure. Maybe Saturday. We were outside for, it felt like hours. You know, it was really, it was nice. Friday was a terrible day, so it was Saturday, because Friday was the monsoon. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was doing things around the house that I had to get done, and then we were on the deck, and no one was swimming, and I had music playing, whatever, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, wow, I don't think me and my wife said a word to each other in an (laughs) hour, and it hit me. There's nothing left to talk about. No, it's all been said. We've covered everything in the mm-hmm. last four months. Yeah. And it's a weird, weird feeling. So yeah, it's not just you guys. It all. I think it's everybody. 
Yeah, I've been the what I do now for background noise is I just play yacht rock on my uh my devices here, my listening devices. Yeah. Yacht rock. It's like music I guess that you would listen to on a boat. Basically, it's <laughs> 1970s music. Okay. I could listen to that. Like if you like pina colada. Here's it's like the thing about where you songs. are though. To where I I don't know that I would have the issue. I would spend so much time on the deck staring at the ocean. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't necessarily have the issues. That's why when Gina says, "What are we doing today?" to me, I'm like, mm, "Sit out here and judge people." I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds some lovely. Takeout food. <laughs> There's a day. Yeah. Today, uh, a uh, alert Twitter user let me know that today's the 35th anniversary of Live Aid. Oh, okay. 1985. Now, how old are you in 85? 11. You were 11. So you probably had no interest in this at that age. No, not really. Yeah, I remember probably I didn't know did what was happening. 85, I was uh, 16. Is that right? You were 15, 15. You're 16, four years yeah. older than me, right? Yeah, I was 15, 16, depending on the, the, the sort of when I was 15 at the time. I do remember watching this because I because it was it was an event, so I feel like I did watch this. Right. I did a little Googling of it once I saw that it was the anniversary. Of course, the Queen Live Aid set, which became famous again when the movie came out, the Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. Then uh, Led Zeppelin had played for the first time in five years. It really? It was the first time they played since their drummer, John Bonham, died. And it really turned out to be the Phil Collins show. Phil Collins played a set at uh, in London took a helicopter to the airport, took the then Concord to Washington, D.C., and then played at RFK Stadium. How about that? Then he also drummed for Eric Clapton and the Led Zeppelin reunion. Damn. What a busy day he yeah, had. It's a busy Phil day. Also kind of made it all about him, I feel like. Yeah, except did anybody realize he was on drums? Yeah, because I do recall them making a big deal oh, of it. Well, that was all about like him. Like, Mr. Phil Collins will be on drums. Oh, all right. I take it back then. Think about the miles he logged. Yeah, he logged a lot of miles. I would say so. And I remember he, he was not happy with his solo piano performance of Take a Look at Me Now. You know that song? Yes. Uh, he, he kinda, Slow song. Slow song, and he he's a drummer, but he played the piano for it. And just him, just him and the piano, and I and I, I don't think it went great, and he was very upset at, at his uh, piano performance. Speaking of the piano, I'd like to thank you for recommending oh. the David Foster documentary. Oh, yes, I, on Netflix. I did watch that on Friday during the monsoon. Mm-hmm. It was one of those days where there was nothing going yeah. on. I did not feel like doing anything around the house, and so I remember what you told me. And I got, for an hour and 45 minutes, I was quite entertained it was intriguing how he was involved in so many different music very projects intriguing yes very and intriguing. all the people he knew and then hitting that dude with the car like uh, saved his life and then saved his life like it was just it uh, makes no sense check it out the it's uh, i forget what it's called but it's a uh, david foster my, here's my one question about that though yeah and then we can move on and go back to live it or whatever Exp- yeah someone's got to explain to me i under- i get that the heart wants what it wants yeah but if you're Catherine McVie, mm-hmm. why? Uh, yeah, she's uh, very intrigued by this old fella. But you're you married him, yeah, and now you've signed up for the latter stages of his life. Yes, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can make the same case for 
Kathy Lee Gifford, I guess. But at least she's older. She's they're yeah. not that they're thirty four years apart. These two, uh, right. David Foster, he's sixty eight, and, and she's thirty. I mean, think about that. He's old. She's older than his or younger, younger than his daughters. Right. Yeah. And I and I get it. I do believe that she's into him clearly because she doesn't need the money. Right. Which is a uh, they make that point in the in the documentary, and that's all well and good. And then the other part of it that I don't understand: they're never together. Yeah, well, that's why it works. So, but what's the point then? Yeah, that I'm not sure about. Yeah, he's always off uh, doing things. Um, I don't know. I, I, that part really threw me. And good, you know what? Great. I hope you have a nice life. It's not going to be. I mean, hell, he even says in the documentary, "I hope I have 15 years left." <laughs> oh my God! I mean, like, is that in the? Was it in that documentary where they? Yeah, I think it is in docu- that, that documentary because this quote kind of stuck with me. Where he was talking about, uh, he, you know, he's going to be doing some Broadway play or yes. something and the amount of work it takes. And he said, you know, do I want to do this? Do I want to, you know, how many summers do you have left? Yes, 15. He's hoping for. That's what he said. That really hit me for whatever reason. How many summers do you have left? I think the, about that too. Because the winter is miserable. Yes. We know that. That's- so how many good summers do you have left? Yeah. And that's where I say, why do we live here? Right. Like, that's why I think for some, and I'm sure life flies by for everybody. I'm not naive to say it's different for people. But I do think there is a little bit of a difference if you live in a really good area, weather-wise, as opposed to the Northeast or worse, you know, up in Maine or something. Yeah. You know, when you only have, I mean, let's be honest. When you look at our year, you've got, June has become sketchy with weather. You've got July... August, September. I think those are really become the three best months of the year because September and maybe even October has become very nice. Yeah. People like October, Jerry. Our winters can be horrifically long with the cold weather. Yes. And it's like you're all you're constantly looking forward to a season that is so short that it's like everything else just kind of you're just trying to get through. Right. Like for me. Like I can't wait for for my son to play baseball in high school next year. Now that was taken away because of coronavirus this year, so he already lost one year. Like I can't wait for him to play next March. In my head, I just skipped over the rest of summer, fall, the holiday season, and the Rutgers basketball season. Right. And it's like God Almighty, and here we go, and then that goes by in a blink, and then I don't know. I'm with you. I've thought about that many times. Now, if you live in Arizona or Florida where you can do nice things 10 months out of the year. It just seems like it's a nicer way seems of life. different, yes. It does. It does. I agree. And I guess that's why when people retire, they go to the nice areas because they're like, huh, I only have this many summers left. I may as well make it my whole year that I'm in good weather. As, as an example, I said to my father a few weeks ago, why do you and mom not move to South Carolina or you don't want to be that far away, fair. You don't want to go to Arizona. Well, North Carolina, something. Like, you love golf. You've got four months to play it because right. you're not going to go out there when it's, you know, 48. I, I would go out there. Back in the day, I'd, hell, I'd play when it was 40 degrees. He's not going to do that. So you're cutting off months of access to play. Go move somewhere where you can go enjoy it. But Live is what you're saying, Jerry. Live. Well, yeah, and so, all right, I'm glad you brought that up too because to that end – like on these days when we're not doing anything, I sit there and say, what are we doing? Like, what are we accomplishing today? Right. Nothing. 
Like, how did I make life better today? I didn't. What a waste of a day. You know how many we get? You really want to get crazy? Multiply 365 times how many years you think you have left. Right. We just wasted one. Well, that's what got me finally when I turned 50 to start seriously thinking of, okay, if I'm down the shore, at least for those months, like today, if I do nothing, I still feel like I have a good view. Right. Yes. So I could go on the I could go on the deck and look out at the ocean. Where when I was in Matawan and I was doing nothing all day, I wasn't seeing anything out my window. Sure. And it does make you like well, you're right though. Why are we why are we in this area? Yeah. Like and, and I know the answer. It's family and it's the right. job and it's all that. And uh I don't know. I played golf a couple weeks ago, as I said, and I kinda got done. We played at ten o'clock in the morning, done by two. And I said to my friend, I said, you know, if I was single, I'd go right back into the pro shop, play again. <laughs> I mean, but I can't because there's responsibilities. I got to get home. Right. You're an adult now. Right. So like, it's the same thing with why not just pick up and move? Well, you can't. You have responsibilities. I mean, you can, but you're just completely flipping and turning lives upside down. But it is. It's, um, yeah, I'm 46. I'm not getting any younger. Yeah. You're a man. You're 46. <laughs> That's exactly right. I'm not 50, but I'm 46. I have a uh, documentary on Showtime, a, a documentary series that I would like to recommend. I'm only two hours into a what appears to be a, I believe it's a five-parter, so I believe it's a five hours total. Okay. So I would, uh, I have Showtime, but I'll be honest, I never look to see what their documentaries are. Sure. So this would have been lost on me if not for a listener saying, hey, I think this is something you'd be interested in. It's a documentary called Outcry, and it's about this high school kid, uh, a football player in Texas, standout high school football player, and a child, a four-year-old child, accuses him of sexual abuse, Ugh. and they, uh, his name then goes all over the newspapers and the news media, um, and then there's some... Uh, he's still in jail, this guy, in being interviewed in the documentary, so there's no spoiler alert. You see this right at the beginning. Like, they are interviewing him from jail. But there's, it's a very interesting story about uh, ch children and testimony and children mistake, you know, mistaken identity of of who did the act. Right. Um do do you believe a four year old child? It, it just is real. It's just a very interesting um, idea of a, a random kid could accuse somebody of that, and their name and all is plastered in the newspapers, mm -hmm. even if they weren't like the way this documentary is showing it. And they did find the guy guilty in the very beginning of this documentary, which is why he's in jail. But when they go to phone records and things, he wasn't even living in the house that the kid was in. So how's he in jail then? Because the jury believes a little kid. Because hmm. they're saying, how could a little kid make this up? Uh, yeah, I... Uh... And there seems to be no doubt that the little kid was abused. Okay. It's a matter of who did it. Oh, because as you. they said, how does a four-year-old kid come up with something like this? You're right. You're right. But I as I was finishing episode two, they have another person who they think it was. Oh, boy. And this guy's in jail. He's in jail. Man, I'll tell you.
It's crazy. It really makes you think like, man, like. Doesn't take much to ruin your life. Right. Assuming he didn't do it. I mean, exactly right. Assuming he didn't do it. Yeah. It's uh, one bad, one bad uh, accusation. Yes. And you're in a lot of trouble. It's, it's true. Because even if, if they, they, they get this into the courts again and they, the guy gets exonerated and he's, he's there were still years. Not only have people, there will still be people that think he did it. Always. Always. You know? Yeah. No question. So I yeah, say it's, it's perception wild. as opposed to reality in a lot of cases. Very sad. Yeah, so it's called the Outcry. It's on Showtime. Right. Showtime documentary. I'm all about the documentaries, Jerry. And depression. And depression. Yes. Let's I'll, leave the audience with this, though, Jerry. I'm going to pass on that. Thanks. How many summers do you have left? Not enough. Live. So today, live. I'm with you. Okay. Couldn't agree with you more. We're going to live today, podcast people, as Eddie Scazzeri calls you. We are going to live. What are you going to do now? Go have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? i walk the dog, have a peanut butter and jelly. And then figure out what the rest of your day looks like. Uh, probably, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I do have to probably run to the stop and shop at some point. Want to come help from baseball some practice? Food. No. Want to come to Cornhole tonight? No. Mm. Okay. Not interested in any of that. Got to watch this documentary. I'm only I, on part two. It was one. one of those documentaries, and this is how I judge everything. I can't wait to watch in the next episode. Wow, look at you. Okay. How about that? I'm actually looking forward to a nap. I didn't think I was going to be able to get yeah. one because I had I, I hired Home Advisor to come clean my gutters. Ooh. Yeah, they just canceled. And I paid well, you for you hired someone off of Home Yes, Advisor. correct. They set it up. I already paid for it because I didn't know if I was going to be home or not. So and my they wife canceled worry about it. They just canceled. Supposed to be over at noon. Well, mm-hmm. now I can sleep until baseball practice at 3 o'clock. Right. Ay, ay, ay. All right, Jerry. Well, you enjoy baseball practice. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow morning. <clears throat> I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna continue watching the documentary about the guy about accused dying. of uh, uh, being a sexual predator. Or that. You're gonna count your summers, and I we're gonna have. see you tomorrow. Fifty four left. You have fifty four summers left. Oh, I, I would relax then. I want to go to hundred. <laughs> <laughs> what do I? Oh, you're right. Good point. I got like forty nine left. Then. Perfect time to move into the condo. <laughs> I got plenty of time. Right. This will be paid off in thirty years. Let's just hope a tidal wave doesn't take out the condo. <laughs> <laughs> so my last nineteen years, Jerry, I'll be mortgage free out here. <laughs> yes, and let's hope a tidal wave does not take me out. That would be good. All right, dude. All right, Jerry. We'll see you tomorrow. So. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on WFAN. Now it's a tie. Here we go. New week. It's 5.03 on the fan. Rooney. I am in New York City. Al Dukes is staring at the ocean as the sun comes up down in Bradley Beach. What is up, Al? Oh, good morning, Jerry. How was your trip into the beautiful Manhattan, which I miss so much? Uh, uneventful. I just miss New York City so much, Jerry. Well, I will tell you this because I thought of you immediately as I was walking in the building at right around 403, 404 or so. As I saw a lovely scene, I saw the great Eddie Scazzari outside walking in. So we walked in together, sort of. But prior to me getting to Eddie, as I approached the Hudson Pharmacy, there was a, and it was good to see food trucks back, I guess. So I have okay, been here, but sure. whatever. Uh, I also saw our friend on um, on Charlton setting up his little coffee, that silver thing he puts on the back of the trailer. The coffee cart? Yeah, the coffee cart. So it was good to see him because last time I was here, he was not here. Uh, but as I approached the Hudson Pharmacy, there was a food truck that was not 
started yet. It was still closed and shut down, and the engine wasn't running. And I saw something that looked like a cat run in front of me, and that turned out mm. to be a rat. And I thought yeah. of you immediately. I said, I don't miss that. I have been reading that uh, New York City restaurants, like uh, a lot of areas, have outdoor dining now. And evidently, rats are bothering people while they're outdoor dining. They're starving. They're starving over here, the rats. We yes. don't have enough garbage anymore in New York City. Could you imagine if you were dining outside nope. and a rat crawl up your table? Oh, I would just <laughs> kick it. Jerry, I would kick it three city blocks. You wouldn't wet yourself? Because some of these things, when I say this thing looked like a cat, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a little mouse. It wasn't a cat, obviously, but the th- it was enormous. Yeah. No, I'm not interested in rats. I oh. would I would take a running kick like i was <laughs> like i was kicking off in the nfl i would just get a running kick and just kick it except for one thing you could end up with rat blood on your shoe right and now you got to go to the hospital for a tetanus shot Ugh. right like I, what if i went to go kick the rat and it ran up my leg and just bit my face or worse your stuff my schween yeah exactly no one wants that jerry even through my jeans that dude. would hurt just disgusting Speaking of food, I, I uh, sparked a little bit of a debate this weekend on Twitter. You? You're kidding me. <laughs> it was interesting because based on the responses I got, I would have thought the poll would have went one way, but it went the complete opposite, all which right, just me, goes right, to let show. Me, let me answer the poll question and see if I okay. was in line with the people or you. All right. Let me, let me, I'm going to read it to you as I worded it because I, right. I don't want to throw it off. When coronavirus is over, are we still tipping on takeout orders that we pick up? Your responses were, yes, this is the new normal. No, we're going back to pre-coronavirus days. That is a great question. Yes. When coronavirus is over, are we still tipping on takeout orders that we pick up? I I will tell you, I think that will depend on the way I am greeted. Mm. Oh, okay. So you're going to go into the establishment Wide open, open-minded, open-minded, and wide open. Yeah, because I've had some, I've had some takeout. Or I've had a lot of takeout in the last four months where I have not tipped, and then mm. others where I have. So I would say this: there have been places I've gone that have not been impacted at all by Corona. They just haven't. Matter of fact, they've they've done better. Pizza places, yes. And so I've just continued doing what I do. I go in, I pay for the pizza, I leave. Right. There have been other places that have been hit really hard by it to where the staff has been scaled back, their business is very close to going under, in which case I continue to give a night. Like we we ordered from a place on Thursday night, which was takeout, um, and I want to say on a $40 bill, I think I gave a $10 tip because the place has really been hit hard. Right. And if they greet you nicely, I, I probably will continue that. But I guess I would say no would have been the response. But now that I'm saying that, that means it was probably the opposite. 72% of people responded that, no, we're going back to pre-virus, oh, okay. no tipping. Now, this also gave the opportunity for everyone to respond back to me saying, I've always tipped on takeout. And then it got a fierce debate as to why are you tipping on takeout? What's the service? Who do you tip? And it got into that whole thing, Jerry, where just like, then why don't you tip at McDonald's? And why don't you tip here? Well, tipping is a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah, it sucks. They're always like, those people make no money. Well, shouldn't the restaurant pay that? Like, why is it up to me? First of all, someone took a job that they're going in there knowing it doesn't pay any money and they're relying on tips. And then a business is running based on 
assuming the customer is going to pay straight up for the like it really is bizarre what and this is a classic kind of generic topic but of what we tip and what yes. we don't tip on because everyone's goes well they're providing a service everyone's providing a service i agree how can we don't tip our mailman right he brings our mail every day rain snow sleet doesn't matter we don't give him anything how christmas I- time we do but that's about it how come I don't tip Eddie's Kazari? He plays sound effects every day. He's, he's a service, providing a service yeah. to the show. Why am I not tipping him? Well, I do think in the case of the restaurant, now I don't know about takeout and all that, but I believe waiters and waitresses make like nothing. Don't they make 3 or $4 yeah, Why an hour? though? Why? why no how does that get around I minimum wage? do not know the answer to that. Yeah. You would have to ask someone uh, that has some sort of uh, knowledge. I have none. I don't get right. it. And I've never been in that business. I've never been a, I've never been a busboy or a waiter or anything like that. So I remember when I used to pump gas, we used to get tips, but only if we were very nice or if we wash windows. Right. You wash windows or you check their oil, you would sometimes get a couple bucks. Can I check your oil, sir? Now why don't we why don't we tip them all the time? I don't know. People I mean, and and people outside of New Jersey where we where we don't pump our gas, they assume we do tip them all the time. Yes, we don't. Right. Now I will if someone and it doesn't happen often anymore. But when someone does wash the windows, I always give them a couple dollars. Jerry, that hasn't happened to me since the mid nineties. It doesn't. It does still happen, just not often. It's just not often. You yeah. know what happens a lot for me is on the point I get gas in the park. Oh, I hit the trifecta this morning, Al. You uh, gas, what? <laughs> coffee, ATM, <laughs> all in the middle of the night. Yeah. You're just wanting to be a victim. Yeah. No, again, You're I went begging. to the same place I always go to, and there was a cop there and whatever. There were cops all deep in it, Jerry, so you felt safer. Hey, well, yeah. I mean, and plus, I, you know, I'm not afraid of that time of night if I see activity, especially if, with a cop car there. If they defund the police and there's no more police, you ain't going to be stopping at 3 o'clock in the morning to go to the ATM, get your coffee, and um, get your gas. I Daylight. Have, I would tell you this. I mean, if you have to hmm. guess, you have to get gas. Um, I yeah, will you, tell you, you, though. You, you do well, it on your way home. Bob Dwyer does this, too. I haven't driven anywhere in three months. I know, but you got to prepare. Like, you go, okay, I'm, no, I'm driving to New York City tomorrow morning at 3. I'm not afraid of getting gas but right. i would change my tune with the atm you would yes because the atm's in the convenience store <laughs> so i would change yeah, my no, tune with that, that if there wasn't a cup you're kidding you wouldn't no kidding <laughs> shocker jerry araldus chapman has tested positive for coronavirus yes i saw this i guess basing on what he looks like my guess is he got it while working out in a gym maybe all the, all that the germs jacked he is him and CC Sabathia. He's jacked too now. He got all CC Sabathia is jacked or just not fat anymore. No, he got jacked. Like he really. You didn't see the muscular? picture of him a couple months no, ago. No, not a muscular CC. Let me CC Sabathia that. looks like a beast now. Muscle. Yeah. CC Sabathia. And I'm part of Google what that, I read when up. that when those, oh yeah when those photos came out was the because there was a lot of people that said, right. "Well, how can you do this when you're playing?" And the answer is very simple. As a pitcher, you want to stay limble and loose. Yeah. And you want to be all tight with the muscles. Makes sense. Now, Roldis Chapman is all tight with the muscles. We'll see how that affects him. Yeah, he's very tight with the muscles, but he's got coronavirus. You know, if he's asymptomatic, and I don't know if he is or he isn't, but if he is not having any health issues and he just tested positive, I mean, you could make the case that if it was going to happen, at least it happens now, you test negative a couple of times and he's back and he's through it. I mean, right. And that's glass, glass half full, I suppose. Then I see Aaron Judge is out another day with a stiff neck. Yes. And you know what I said to myself? Well, not but out loud. Like, there was no one around me. I read this yesterday, and I did say it out loud. And I find myself saying this anytime I see baseball players with wuss injuries. (laughs) 
I read Aaron Judge out another day with a stiff neck. I I say this. Get lost. <laughs> Just out loud to myself. Have you Get ever lost. had a stiff neck? I don't care. Have I'm, you ever they had They haven't a stiff done neck? anything. Stop. Have, but this but this is No. This yes, is I have argument. had a stiff neck. I this have. is the argument from 50. some I'm of the man. players that say these are the things that are going to pop up because they haven't oh, done yeah, anything yeah. for months and months and months. It's just funny because I had a couple of kids at my my 15-year-old practice the other day that had a stiff neck and they tried to hit and couldn't. So, I mean whatever, dude. He'll be fine. It's a stiff neck. This isn't at least stupid. this is not at least a hamstring pull that might sideline him for what they would say is 10 days and then it turns out to be 4 months. Elite athlete. Oh, stiff neck. Oh, I've got a stiff neck cuz I moved it once. These God, things happen. This guy's like 22 years old. Yes, do I get a stiff neck? Yes, I'm 50. Did I get him at 22? Even not as an athlete? I Never. Think the one thing we have seen, which is contrary to popular belief perhaps a few years ago, guys like Aaron George, uh, John Carlos Stanton, while they're complete specimens of human beings, they're brittle. <laughs> they yeah. just are. And I do think a lot has to do with the muscle mass and what they do. They're paper mache, Jerry. Yeah, they are. It's, it's hard to argue because it's like if they God. take one wrong step, they're out for a month. Oh, my and neck. Well, I'm going to need another day of my neck. Oh, to what? To do what? Fake baseball for another day in practice? Come on. <laughs> God. So you're happy this morning. Well, just. Uh, can, can Rats I just and stiff necks. Get out of here. Out of here. <laughs> Haven't heard that in a while. Well, Gary Cohen. I got to tell you, I'm actually starting to believe they're going to play next week. Baseball? Yeah, because I, you know, it's been one of those things where you see a team shutting down for a day and then all Shut of a sudden down. you get, but the testing has been low so far. And I know this is coming off the heels of what we're talking about Chapman, but the positive test rates have been very low for baseball. And I think we're about what, eight, nine, 10 days away now because we got the 23rd, so we're 10 days away. I'm actually starting to believe that we're going to see the Yankees and Nationals next Thursday night. I'll believe it when I see it. I agree. I totally agree. All I said was I'm starting to actually believe it. That it's I mean, going guy, to happen. a guy's got stiff necks. Wait, I mean, Aroldis Chapman has coronavirus. We won't see him for four years. No, I think Ch- I think Chapman will be back in time for the start of the season, and if not, very soon thereafter. Hmm. And plus, well, they're going to have extra players available. He better not spread it around that locker room. Well, I think he's home. I coronavirus. I don't think he can. Although uh, that is a good question. What if other guys come down with it now? What if? What if? I did watch. How about this? Because I know you're a, a big uh, sports fan. Huge. Uh, I did watch, and I tried this on a couple of occasions. I tried watching MLS this weekend. Soccer? I did. Now, two things here. Here's two things I took from it. I watched. I watched a little bit of the Red Bulls on. I guess it was Saturday night. I think, and they piped in the crowd noise. Now, remember, I told you I liked the way the crowd noise seemed on Fox with yes. the European game. Okay, that worked for me because they were in a bigger stadium setup, and they had the. Lower seats were tarped with advertisements, and for whatever reason, it still looked normal to me. This did not, because they were out at Disney. It just looks like a field in the middle of nowhere with a building around it. So when they pipe the crowd noise in, it it's, it looks stupid to me. Was that the one that was on NBC? It was on NBC Sports. I thought it was on, uh, what was it on? I thought it was on regular television on Saturday night. So, yes, it probably was. Because I was out at, a, uh, <laughs> out at a soccer bar in Bradley Beach. Were you really? Yeah, uh, Darcy's Tavern, it's called. But, like, I guess people go there to watch soccer. So I just went there for lunch because it was open. Okay. And there was soccer on. And I remember turning to Gina and saying, wow, the, I go, this crowd is so into it. She goes, there's no one there. It's coronavirus. I go, oh, right. <laughs> 
Yes. I don't think that's the game. I was talking about but Saturday fake night. Noise. I think it was Fox. I think it was Fox that had the game. But whatever. So I didn't care for that fake noise. I thought that was kind of silly. And then I tried watching the game that was on last night. I don't know who it was. I don't even know what team it was. Minnesota, maybe. Whatever. And they had no crowd noise. But I don't know. I cannot. I know soccer is a huge sport. I understand. I can't watch it. I don't no. know what the hell I'm watching. No one's watching it. I you just, can all tell me your kids play. No one gets not. To, no one's watching it though. Not, in at America. least not what I was watching. Not in America, Jerry. And I tried, Al. I tried. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna give this a shot. And it's like five minutes. I'm like, I can't do this. It's just, I don't know. It's so, not. For, it's just not for me. Soccer's boring, Jerry. We watch baseball here in America, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is much more exciting. <laughs> Again, different, and I'm sure I get people that say they don't want to watch that either. I understand, yeah. but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. So I did try it though over the weekend, and we're going to get a big announcement here, although not what we're looking for. The Washington Redskins today are going to announce that they are changing their name. Yeah, which we talked about last week and said if it was going to happen, now is the time. Uh, they are not going to tell you their name yet. Today's press conference is just just going to be an announcement that they are officially going to change their name. Yep. I saw that. I did see, though, that the one, the name you like is leading this Warriors, Washington, Washington Warriors. Warriors. And they're still going to have the, the burgundy and the gold. Mm-hmm. And so I'll go, again, Luke Russert, it was his idea, and he had the helmet logo, everything. I thought it was a really good logo. I thought it was kind of cool. Their colors are peanut butter and jelly. Uh, yeah, they right? are. Yeah, that, I would say so. B- that burgundy is like a nice g- grape jelly, and it's uh, peanut buttery yellow. Yeah, I would say that's about right. Peanut Where in the yellow. old days, the Redskins used to be mustard yellow and ketchup red. They were like the McDonald's colors. But I think a lot of teams have changed colors, oh. some variations of color. We talked about this with the Cowboys just from years and years and years. Some some seasons you'd look at Texas Stadium and the end zone was like a navy royal blue. Other years it was a much lighter blue. So I think teams do this, but so be it. I'm we, buying up a whole bunch of Washington Redskins gear today just so I can. Where are you going to find it? eBay? The internet. Didn't they all take it down? No, I think it was still up. Uh, NFL shop, Fanatics still had it because they are still well, you, an NFL team. You could be like Gary Vee with the cards. You could go all in on the Redskins. Start collecting. Exactly. we got to take a break. It's like 519. Many years from now, I'm going to sell it all for large profit. <laughs> business. Business. I suppose so. 519 on the fan. We are just getting started. It's the warm-up show until Boomer and Geo at 6. Don't go away. Alan Jerry now offering curbside delivery. All right, 522. It is a Monday morning as we are really smack dab in the middle of summer. Usually we would be probably at the All-Star break or somewhere around there in baseball. Instead, we are just kind of crawling our way to the start of baseball next Thursday. Al, real quick, because my uh, Nick Zimmer on Twitter just hit, a, hit us up with this. And I saw this last night because, um, as I could show you, texts to my son that went till almost midnight last night. I could not sleep one of these four days off and then try and go back to bed early. It didn't work out so well. Um, did you see Family Feud by any chance last night? I did not. So Family Feud last night. It is still on. Steve Harvey does it. And I don't necessarily watch it often, but um, I came across it yesterday and I saw gold jackets and players. And I saw Michael Irvin. So it piqued my interest. And it was the um, Hall of Famers, the NFLPA that were Hall of Famers against current NFLPA players, Players Association players. And so the older guys win. And then you get Michael Irvin goes for, you know, you got to win the $10,000. I guess they were playing for $25,000 for charity or whatever. And so one of the, I think the first question to Michael Irvin was, if Captain Hook 
was a handyman and had to replace his hook, what would he replace it with? And so Michael Irvin says a hammer. Turned out to be the number one answer on the board. I think he got like 49 or 50 points for that. My thought was a screwdriver, but whatever. Hammer was number one. So then Bruce Smith's turn comes up. And Steve Harvey asked the question, and he says a hammer. And then you get the, eh, eh. <laughs> and then he's look, stone-faced, looks at Steve Harvey and goes, a penis. Penis? <laughs> what? I swear to God. So Steve Harvey goes on to the next question and then realizes, like he took the double take and goes, what the bleep did you just say? And it's the first time I've ever watched Family Feud where they stopped the round. With 17 seconds to go because they had to reset because they all, they all lost it. Yeah, I, I think this is a common thing now with this family feud because a lot of these things go viral. So I think people try to say ridiculous uh-huh. things. Yeah, so I think Bruce Smith is... Very sorry. He was in on it. I think he's trying to be in on it. Well, he was in on it. Almost, I literally almost fell off the couch. I said, what? Because I didn't think I heard it properly because yeah. he kept going. And then when he stopped, I said, I, I rewound it. I, I missed that. So Take a few, Bruce Smith. It was interesting. Yeah, I, that should have been Boomer if he doesn't have the gold jacket. Oh. Because Boomer was on Family Feud. He was many years ago, back when it was a real show. Was back he the captain of the team? It. Probably. Quarterback. Quarterbacks are often captains. Fair enough. I think Chris I think, Carter was the captain last night on this group. There were no quarterbacks. I think Richard Dawson made out with Boomer that day when they, <laughs> he was on. Tongue kissed them. <laughs> he might have. Who knows? My favorite story of the weekend, Jerry. Is, I don't know why I was very interested in this. It wasn't Aaron Judge in the stiff neck? <laughs> it was not Aaron Judge's <laughs> stiff neck. It was this Adrian Wojnarowski being suspended by ESPN for two weeks for replying "fu" <laughs> to an email that Senator Josh Hawley put out a press release. He was criticizing the NBA's relationship with China. Then Adrian Wojnarowski replied back to him with that nasty language, to which this fellow screen grabbed it and sent it to Clay Travis and Outkick out Coverage. Okay. Now, why? Where where did this come from? Because I saw, uh, yeah, obviously I saw him get suspended. That was all yeah. over the place. I saw the free Woj hashtags and a lot of support from the leagues. I saw all that. Why? Like, I don't understand what he said, why he said it, and why it was so bad. Well, because he's a representative of ESPN and the NBA, you can't write F U no, 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 back no, no, to no, no, a no, no. I get, senator. I get Why the senator send it? Yeah, like where was he coming from? Well, I think what's happening is is one thing we don't like in this uh, politically correct era we're in is inconsistencies. So if you have the NBA um, preaching Black Lives Matter and this sort of thing, and then they also have a relationship with communist China, people don't see the consistency in that. So they're wondering why the NBA is so quiet on their involvement in China. I, I, so my, I guess my question, I guess I didn't phrase it properly, got that. But was it directed at Woj? No, the guy. The it was a it was a press release that this uh, senator sent to a lot of people involved in the NBA. Woj being one of them. And so he decided to speak for ESPN, and that that was well. He reply. just he just he probably read the thing, was annoyed by it, and just hit a, a quick reply and wrote "fu" back <laughs> personally to the guy. The guy screened grab screen grabbed the reply and put it out there. Now, I did read, wasn't it from his company email address too? The, uh, that's I what I guess thought. it was. Yeah, I, that's probably. what I thought it was. Probably. Yeah. Well, 
I saw a lot of uh, support for Adrian Wojnarowski, so yeah, he'll take his punishment and move on, and uh, whatever. So then I got <laughs> into fine. a little a little Twitter back and forth with Andrew Marchand of the New York Post, because Andrew Marchand was tweeting out saying that, oh, no problem for Woj, he should just charge five dollars a month for his takes. I said, no one's paying for that, and Andrew Marchand should know that he's a big media guy. So he's doing math for me. He goes, Adrian, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski has 4 million Twitter followers. 1% of that is 40,000 people. At $5 a month, that's $200,000 a month he can make. It, j- it doesn't convert that way, unfortunately. No one's paying $5 a month for Adrian Wojnarowski takes. They're just not. I guess. I've, They're not. I've or no he idea. would do it. Do you think he's making more than two hundred grand a month at ESPN? I think he probably, yes. A month? Adrian Wojnarowski? Yeah. Yeah, is he making a couple million dollars a year? I would think he probably is. Good Lord. Yeah. he's there. He breaks every story. He's their prime NBA writer. I think that's very possible, yes. Do Absolutely. You th- All right, let me ask you this then. Do you think he could convert 40,000 people to fa- pay $5? I don't know the answer them. to that. Because in, in, it did, to me, this is one of those things, it sounds logical until you try it. Right. People I don't, don't want to pay a monthly. I can't get my friends to pay $10 a month for Spotify. That's every album ever made streaming at your fingertips. Well, someone's paying for it because they and got no, about 20 million subscribers, including my myself like, now. I'm not going to pay for that. You got me on that one. Yeah. Why I'm, wouldn't I'm you pay in. for it? Well, the, I didn't pay for it. C- so I didn't pay for it at the time because along with my Amazon Prime came Amazon Music, which to me was tremendous. But it they was, don't have everything. Uh, I never had a problem. I really didn't have too much of a problem, but I will say they made a switch about two years ago or so yeah. with what you could download and what you couldn't, and what you could save and what you couldn't out. And that, at that right, point, because they want you to pay a monthly fee right. for Amazon. So music. if I'm going to pay for something, I went to Spotify because to me, I've been told yes. by people like yourself, it's the best out there. So I was all good with it. I enjoyed it. I had no issues with it. And then they made that switch and then I went to Spotify. So. It just—it's not easy to get people to fork over money. Even if he pay, even if he wanted one dollar a month, that to get people to put a credit card in for a monthly fee is a huge step that people just don't do. I just found Business Insider says in 2017, ESPN gave Wojnarowski four years, eight million dollars. So two million a year. That's right. Which would be what he could get if he converted forty thousand of his four million. But Twitter the idea followers. to do that, though, to walk away from guaranteed money to now creating your own, right. it, it's risk-reward, really. I mean, you go from being an employee with guaranteed pay, and quite handsomely, to can you do that on your own, and now you take on every risk, every liability, um, and your livelihood. Now, it doesn't mean he wouldn't get another job if it failed, but do you want to start over and then have to go start in a different place and, you know... I don't know. Is it possible? Anything's possible. But is it's it not practical? Likely. I have no idea. I don't right. know the answer to that. Yeah, let me start paying $5 a month to get Adrian Wojnarowski. The takes. problem, you're not wrong because, again, I don't know. I don't know if you're wrong or you're right. The only issue oh, I'm with right, the take Jerry. is is you're not the audience. Right. You're, you're just not. Would Evan Roberts pay $5 a month for Woj? He would. 100% he would. Right. I don't even Are there 40,000 Evan that's the Roberts? Question. That's the good. That's a great question. I'm a question. loser. I mean, how many how many followers does he have? Forty four million. Four million. 
It's a lot of people, dude. Yeah, but you, if you take away the fake ones, which we all have, because that's what Twitter is, has some no fake doubt. people. No doubt. Then you have, I follow him. I wouldn't pay a nickel for Well, uh, But you Wojnarowski follow case. him because of your job, but you also, yes. there's other people you can follow for free that are going to give you very similar exactly. information. It's like what, the difference with him is he's first most of the time. It's like with The Athletic. I Every time The Athletic has, and they have breaking stories, I get, just get it from somebody else telling me what The Athletic wrote. Yeah, in a lot of cases, yes. They give you the passages and the excerpts. Yep, and, and that's what some people are yelling. Don't the athletic does? First of all, the athletic covers every single sport, and it's they've laid off a gun. lot of people. Right, it has not gone as well as I think they would have liked. It's been okay, and they're paying their bills based on investors, not monthly subscription fees. I will take your word for that. I have no idea how Jerry, many. Jerry, I am an expert in media pay pay media. Now you're an expert in being pissed off. That's true. And, for, and I noticed Mondays, yes. boy, you were a lot grouchier <laughs> than you are on Thursdays and Fridays. <laughs> oh, Fridays, Jerry. I am like, uh, like I'm not going to lie. Up, put them up. You're not a lot of fun on Monday morning. No, that's not true. I've been very no, fun No, so you're really not. You really I talked not. about rats uh, uh, tipping. You basically want to murder Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is a wuss. And you think Adrian Wojnarowski is useless on his own. <laughs> no, I just don't, I just don't <laughs> think people, people all want to stand on their own. And you, you got to try and do it. It's hard. You got to ask so many people that left ESPN how great that is after you leave ESPN. Not so great. Yeah. Well, I, how many have actually gone out, left, and tried to do something like that? I don't know if there's too many. Hmm, you know, no. I think your point, though, is valid in that it's not always greener on the other side. He's also, he's not a dynamic personality. He's not, but he's an information guy. That's, yeah. I mean, you've got the whole. But we don't pay for information. The whole woge we bomb it. thing. We we want our information for free. We will take. We will pay the, for a personality. The vast majority, one hundred percent, want everything for free. Is there one percent, or you know, whatever the number is, of his audience that would pay? We're talking five bucks a month. Yeah, could be, could be. I would love to see. Let's see him try. I really would. I think it's interesting. But we never get the real numbers, as no one will ever tell you. Probably true. Real numbers. Well, here's the real numbers. If it goes on and on and on for five years. <laughs> like, really, you wouldn't know for four, five, six years. Like, if he did this and in 2027 he was still doing it, then you know he's doing quite well. Right. If in a year he said, well, we had the subscribers, but it was more work than we that means you didn't have the subscribers. Right. It's very simple. We got to take a break. Alan Jerry, this is the new normal. on the fan. CBS Sports Network will join us at 6 o'clock as well. Al and Jerry until Boomer and Geo. Top of the hour. Boomer out this week. So I will sit in with the G until 10 a.m. What else? How was, let me ask you this, because it was really warm this weekend. And I saw Manasquan had a little bit of of a COVID outbreak. And I think they uh, canceled all recreational sports for a week or two. How were the beaches? How was Bradley Beach packed, I imagine this, right? I will say yesterday was the most crowded I've seen the beach this season. Really? Even more so than 4th of July weekend. Now, how are they getting on? Because I thought they were they only sold a certain amount of passes. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's, uh, I think those are right out the window now. Oh, so anybody can basically it's, buy a day pass now? It, it appeared that way. Interesting. Now, I, I do I have seen, you're right. You know what? You're right. They They do limit the day passes, but... They have told you that if you bought a season pass, you will not be denied getting on the beach. So even if they get to their limit, you can still... I guess so, yeah. So it was crowded. Very crowded. Hmm. Okay. Quite busy, Jerry. Understood. The Baltimore Ravens are favored in every game this coming NFL season. They will be going 
16 and 0. Now I have not seen their That's schedule. That's awesome. I have not seen their schedule and I I hate to say it, I still don't believe they're going to play football until at least October, November, but I hope I'm wrong about that and I hope they do start in September. Are they I don't know this. Are they playing the Chiefs? You're asking me this question now. Let me take a look. Baltimore I'm Ravens. There's no way they're playing the Chiefs because they. I would think they would so. Have... That's why I'm asking. Just Patriots. Google it. I am googling because it. because I would think if you just asked me, oh, they are playing the, your Cowboys. Though, I'll tell you the, that right now. Of, are they really? Oh it's, oh, it's in the preseason. Of the other 30 teams, well, they're probably not going to play the preseason. Um, of the other 30 the, teams, I would expect them to be favored against them all. Yeah, Jerry. You know what? They are playing the Chiefs in Baltimore at a night game. It's a uh, 8:15 or that something. That is really interesting. Yeah, so you're telling me they're preseason favorites against the Chiefs. Huh. Yes, at home. You know what it is? Patrick Mahomes got half a billion dollars. He's probably soft this year. Right, a little soft. He's got a <laughs> stiff neck. He's right. He can't play. That's right. You know, they, they're actually <laughs> playing a bunch of decent – they're playing the Patriots. Although they don't have Tom Brady anymore. So right, they, but they actually do play the Cowboys in the regular season I do well. agree, though, that every team hmm. that they play other than the Chiefs, I would think they would be favored yeah. to beat. I mean, look at – I know they flamed out again in the playoffs, and that can't be the case. But their their regular season last year was amazing. And I expect more of the same this year because you heard from Lamar Jackson at the end of the year. He basically said, I mean, this is about winning. I, I love the kid. I do. I think I, I would probably favor them in every game, too, other than Kansas City. Can I put a bet on that, you think, that the Chiefs go in, uh, that the uh, Ravens go undefeated? Yes, I bet you you can. Absolutely. I will check. Then my how are the Chiefs GMF not? If you'd like. Why aren't the Chiefs favored in every game? Because they're uh, underdogs against the Ravens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see how that I'll works. I bet you they're favorite in the other 15, ah, though. That's so funny <laughs> that I didn't think of that. <laughs> think about this. You'd get better odds then for right. the Chiefs to, be, to go undefeated. To go undefeated, yeah. yeah. I thought if I went, odds, what if I placed the bet Chiefs to go undefeated and Ravens to go undefeated? I'm not to parlay that year. You'd be screwing yourself. <laughs> you need to tie. But then that way I'd be covered. That would be interesting. Why not give it a try? Yeah. Why don't you actually pony up your five dollars <laughs> that I was going to spend on Adrian Wojnarowski's why don't you tweet? Put, why don't you put fifty bucks on it? Fifty bucks on the Chiefs to go undefeated. Fifty bucks on the Ravens yes. to go undefeated. All right, I like that. That's I, a fun bet. Those numbers. I mean, you talk about odds. If I had to guess, because the undefeated regular season's only happened twice. Those odds got to be astronomical. And what team sucks the most? Do you think in the NFL this year? Can I Jaguars. put a Jack? Can I put on the Jaguars to go to go winless? Sixteen. Ooh. Who is the last team to do that? The Lions. I think the Lions. Yeah. yeah you probably could, but I, yeah. you know what? As much as I might say they're not a good team, I I don't know that they go the whole season without winning at least one. But yeah, I would say you could do that, and the odds for that would be pretty good too. I would right. think. I got to I got to start putting some if bets not. in here, Jerry. That's when I'll know sports is back. My betting, my betting resumes on the twenty third when the Yankees play the Nationals and the Giants play the Dodgers. Can't wait. You're gonna uh, combo that up, as they say. I could do a return to baseball little parlay. Oh, a return to baseball parlay from Jerry Recco. I just might do that. Yes, absolutely. Baseball doesn't feel like it's happening until I see the guys on the field. Like I don't buy into any of these sports happening. I saw I saw basketball players practicing in a ballroom. I was like, what do we do? What is this? I watched the uh, the basketball tournament. That's another thing I watched this weekend. The basketball tournament. Did you see any of this? I don't even know why I asked you that. What question. basketball um, tournament? <laughs> I know, Eddie. I'm sorry. It was a stupid question. <laughs> uh, the basketball tournament. It's uh, like a million dollar prize. You. You've got so basically what it is is you've got 
amazing amateur athletes, I guess you would call them, um, that I guess weren't NBA. So there was like the one team called House of Pain, and they spelled Pain P A I G, and they're all from the University of Illinois. You know, okay. former players. Um, and it's really good basketball, and they play indoors. That's what I think the NBA is going to look like. I thought it was great. You know, they tarp the areas behind the bench. They got ads all over the place. They got a big Adidas stamp at center court. I thought it looked good. You could kind of hear them talking a little bit. There would be a little bit of music in between, and I thought it was it was good basketball, and it was it was actually fun to watch. Where did you see this? It was on ESPN this weekend. I was on. I saw it on Thursday afternoon, Friday. I saw some Saturday. And I forget who's in the championship, but it, it's interesting. And it was this big tournament. And no one's wearing masks except for, like, the player personnel. But the players, I guess they're being tested. I must be. And it was all live games. It was pretty good. I think that's what the NBA will look like. So I see that. I see MLS playing. I see Korean baseball. I see, I think, the Chinese Professional Baseball League started. I'm started, Like I said to you when we started this thing, I'm starting to believe that we are going to have baseball. I really am. And I think we're going to have hockey. And I think we're going to have the NBA. All right. Did you see the players' lounge? NBA players' lounge? Yeah, because you got all these people. All these players are so annoyed with what you know what their conditions are. And that's where good for Jay Williams who basically came out and said, guys, you're tone deaf. And he's right um, because they don't love their accommodations. I think it was Ter- – I forget. I don't remember. One of the players posted a video that showed the players' lounge in Orlando. It looks like an indoor Shangri-La you got video games everywhere, pool tables, ping pong tables, gaming setups. You got couches. It looks awesome. So, as the article said, if this is as bad as it is for them, it's not so bad. So, stop complaining. It's too, yeah, it's two months. And you know okay. what? For some teams, it's going to be three weeks because they'll be in and out in the eight games. I saw some hot Instagram model uh, was uh, bragging that she's already been invited by multiple players to come out to the bubble. You can't really, for real? Yeah. Oh, oh boy. She was screen grabbing the uh, text mess, the DMs. Oh, jeez. Oh yeah, she's like, headed to the bubble. Like I could see that being the case at the end of August. I didn't think three days in that would be the case. <laughs> like really, we're three days into this, aren't we? They need Instagram models out there, Jerry. They're NBA players. Well, again, it comes back to what Stephen A. Smith says. What does he say? You're going to be Instagramming your face off. Yep, right at your face right off. <laughs> Something like that, yes. I went out to uh, Home Goods over the weekend, Jerry. Yeah. But you really had a, <laughs> a bang-up weekend, huh? The amount of people that are in the Home Goods <laughs> with their mask on below their nose, do they not understand? The... I think it's partially they don't understand. It's partially they don't care. And it's partially whatever at this point. I came so close to, not to anybody that could beat me up, but to to someone that I wasn't physically threatened by, you know, older women. It's to saying to them, like, you know this mask is not doing anything when you have it below your nose, right? Well, the only thing it's doing is knocking down what they could emit, but what they could take in, they're still at risk. No, now. but if they, no, because they're still breathing out their nose. Yes, but if uh, from the models I saw, while you are still releasing some, it's not like when you're talking when you release a bunch. So really? You're right. Yes. Uh, most of it comes from when we talk. We're really uh, we're really spitting out a lot. You're right. When we breathe, some is coming out of us too. But it's not like when we're speaking. Then I went to a, uh, a coffee place for a little coffee and biscotti over the weekend, and uh, went at outdoor dining. And when the girl came out to take our order, she took her mask off so she could talk more clearly to us. 
true story. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> I am not surprised. What a at all. scene. Yeah, well, I get it, dude. I mean, it's been. You know, I. How about this? Did you see New York reported zero COVID deaths yesterday? Wow, Zero. New York is killing it over there. It is interesting how New York and New Jersey have done really, really well, and the rest of the country is not. The rest of the country sucks at this. Right now, the rest of the country sucks at this. Yes, I would agree with that. Are we he still was... going to have fans in Texas? Probably not. Remember when that governor was so <laughs> thumping his chest? Yeah. We're going to have 25% fans, and then a week later, you know what? Screw it. 50%. Now what is it? Now he's got coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. It was interesting NFL news I saw yesterday. Former Eagle quarterback Randall Cunningham has joined the Raiders as the team's new chaplain. Great. I don't know what a chaplain does. He's like a priest, isn't he? Doesn't he perform services for the team before well, games? He can't be it's a like priest. Father Mulcahy from MASH. Chaplain is traditionally a cleric or a lay re- a lay representative of a religious tradition. Well, then, so he's not. He could still be married in this sort of thing. And they could be like non-denominational, so he can service yeah. like Catholics, Protestants, anybody yes. with, the, with the Jesus. You know who uh, who was previous there? Uh, chaplain was uh, the running back Napoleon something or other. Napoleon Kaufman. Yes. You sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's either him or Bonaparte. <laughs> Napoleon Kaufman was uh, from from uh, he played at Navy, right? I believe so, Napoleon. but I'm not 100 percent sure of that. I believe so, though. Yes. <laughs> you're funny. Yes, that I was love how, I love yes. how much research you do before you say what you're going to say. Napoleon Kaufman was the previous chaplain. Okay. So now... What do you think he gets paid for that? I don't know. He says he he is taking on the challenge of looking after these players in Las Vegas, where he now makes his home, Randall Cunningham. Then they went on to when I was reading the story, because I read the full article, because I was like, what does a chaplain do? This is intriguing to me. I forgot all the other teams that Randall Cunningham played for as he tried to hang on to his NFL career. I completely forgot. He played Eagles, for the Vikings, Cowboys. For how what a year maybe? Maybe. Yeah, I don't mean I don't think he played. Remember the Cowboys were in search of a quarterback between Troy Aikman and Tony Romo for a very long time. They had a lot of they had a lot of names Quincy come through. Carter. Quincy Quincy Carter I actually liked, and he was getting to the point where I thought he was going to be their quarterback for a long time. I think Parcells had him, and he really looked the part. I mean, it, it looked like a dynamic offense was about to take flight, and then all of a sudden he wound up having drug problems. I don't know whatever happened to him. Um, I hope he's done well post career, but yes, Quincy Carter was that was supposed that he was the second round pick out of Georgia. Does that sound right, Eddie? And I remember people were like, who are the Cowboys taking? And I was surprised, too, at the time. But they had a lot of different – But remember Chad Hutchinson? Was that his name? Yes. He was the former Michigan baseball player, I think, that had – you know, But he had wrist problems, and the Cowboys tried to fly around him. Randall Cunningham's another. How about Drew Henson? Drew Henson, sure. Yep. So I did a little Wikipediaing on uh, Randall Cunningham and the Cowboys. It was the 2000 season. He signed as a backup to Troy Aikman. Okay. Now listen to this, That Jerry. was Aikman's last year, was it not? After a series yeah. of concussions, Randall Cunningham took the start at quarterback. He went one and two, and he battled the Eagles and Donovan McNabb. There you go. Hmm. The only thing I, re- I, I really believe, I think 2000 was Aikman's last year. I'm not, sh- no, I'm not sure now. Maybe it was 2001 
All I remember was LeVar Arrington almost killing him on the sideline. Killed his career. But just, and I've told you this before, I watched that game at a at the Hooters in Atlantic City with Hooters. my wife. Yeah, so we went, we went to Atlantic City for two or three nights. Yeah, women and, love a good lunch at Hooters. Well, here's this is why my wife is tremendous. We went down, we were going, we went Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night. We were going for three nights. But I said to her, we have to find a bar that's got the games because the Cowboys are playing the Redskins. And the only one I came up with, I guess I didn't look that hard, I found the Hooters in one of the casinos. I forget which casino Hooters is in. Uh, maybe it's not there anymore. And we we went there. We watched the the entire game, and that was the game where you know Arrington basically just killed him on the sidelines with a vicious hit and knocked him into oblivion. And that was the end of his career. I think it was the 2000 season because I think he retired March 2001. March 7, 2001, I believe, was the retirement date when he made the announcement. And you talk about forgettable Cowboy quarterbacks. Uh, they did not re-sign Randall Cunningham, Jerry. Instead, they went with Tony Banks. Tony Banks? <laughs> I don't remember that at all. That I remember Cunningham. I do not remember Tony I Banks. I did not know that. Uh, did, did He didn't get any starts, did he? Tony Banks? Hey, I'm like, look, I'm not, I'm not Wikipedia-ing him, Jerry. Was Tony Banks with the Dolphins for a while also? He might have been. I don't. Like, Some of these th- guys are all over the place. Who do you think created the Wikipedia page for Tony Banks? Like someone had to sit his down wife. and type this up. <laughs> I don't know. His parents? Well, I don't know. Now I'm, now I'm reading his very first line. As part of the Baltimore Ravens, he helped the team win Super Bowl 35 over the Giants. Yeah, but he didn't play. <laughs> oh, no, Jerry. MVP. I mean, he was a Super Bowl winning quarterback on this the This guy's roster. got a ring. It's a lot of guys that have rings. Doesn't mean they were starters or star players on those teams. We gotta take a break. Do you think Tony Banks has to tell people who like no serious? I played. I have a Super Bowl ring. No, I think I he think meets people. He he's a rec- he's still a recognizable name to football fans. Five fifty three on the fan. Don't go anywhere. We got one segment left, albeit a short one, and then we'll get you uh, Boomer and Geo with uh, Geo at six on the fan. And first, Amy is going to tell us something about. Uh... About the NHL. Returning uh, flawlessly. Here we go. Mm. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. A couple more minutes till we get you till 6 o'clock as we are getting set for a Monday show with Boomer and Gio. What else you got, Al? A couple more minutes to go. Jerry, I have to uh, have a correction here. The Napoleon... Former player uh, that was the Raiders chaplain was Napoleon McCullum. Oh, okay. Not Napoleon Kaufman, although both were football players. Right. The rock band Great White, you'll remember their hit Once Bitten, Twice Shy. Which Probably their only a, hit, right? Or were they more than that? I think they had one other song, although Once Bitten, Twice Shy was a cover f- uh, from, uh, uh, who the heck did that? that wasn't Ian there. Hunter, I think, oh, did I didn't that, know that. In, uh, in the 70s. Yeah, I didn't know that either uh, when it first came out in the 80s. But uh, they had to apologize. They played a show with no masks and no social distance- distancing while in North Dakota. Well, why would they have to? <laughs> Um, if they're on yeah, stage, that's a good question. And they're six feet apart from one another, which I've seen many concerts. Most of them are. Yeah. Why? I I don't understand why they would have to. Well, I guess they were at it. They were the audience showed up and they were encouraged not oh, to. That's different. OK. That's wear different. masks. And Can things. I ask you a question? Yes. So last week, Governor Murphy said that masks are required outside when social distancing is not practical. Correct. How has that gone from what you've seen out your Not window? well. <laughs> I hate, this is what I hate. I don't like 
laws or rules that are open to interpretation. Yes. Like, make a rule and stick by the day. Like, we got for baseball, we got these, we got like an email about guidelines, but it was presented as rules. So I emailed them for clarification, making sure they were rules. No, they're guidelines. Yeah. Well, what, why did you even send it then? Right. Suggestions don't work. No, they don't. If you're going to make a rule, make a rule. I do love, I love old man takes on the virus. Lou Holt complained about the Big Ten, <laughs> uh, Big Ten canceling out of conference games. This saying was a the risk. little bit much. He said, we stormed Normandy. <laughs> now we're afraid of a virus, essentially. It is high. It, it is, is far. far. It is it gone. It is gone. The ball went over the bullpen and into the crowd. Wow, what a shot.